Welcome to the Learn Music Together podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so excited you're here. This podcast is for you, parent, who needs strategies, ideas, and support in guiding your child as he or she learns music at home, in private lessons, or in a group setting. This podcast will give you support you've been needing each week so together we can encourage your child to reach their full musical potential. Welcome back to the Learn Music Together podcast. I'm so excited to have you back today. And today we're going to talk about different movement activities that you can do at home with your kiddos. In episode 15, I talked about ways kids can learn music at home. And I did mention a movement activities that you can do with your kids, but I want to dive deeper today into what movement activities there are, how to implement them easy ways that your kids can enjoy doing movement and all that stuff. The first thing I want to say is when it comes to doing movement with kids, you need to take yourself out of the equation for a minute. Okay. And you're like, what do you mean by that? What I mean is you're going to be uncomfortable. It's not, it's not going to be in your comfort zone unless you're like a professionally trained dancer or you have some kind of experience with movement or you've just taken some dance classes or you just enjoy dancing, okay? Um, but at first, it will be a little uncomfortable for you, especially if you've never done movement with your kids or dancing. And if you have not, that's totally fine. Uh, I'm just getting, what I'm getting at is it's going to be uncomfortable at first especially if it's new to you. So the first thing you need to do is know that, I'm speaking from experience here as an elementary music teacher, but also with my own kids, they don't care what you look like moving with them as much as you think they do. I promise you. I I, <laughs> I know for a fact when my boys, um, and if you're a first-time listener, I have three little boys, when they've tried to teach me some of their dances, that they've learned from various things. I know I look like a hot mess, but I can either sit there and go, mm, I'm not going to look exactly like that professional dancer, or I can say, no, I'm just going to have fun with my kids and do it anyways. And it's fine. And they literally don't care. They just want to see that you are making an effort and that if you show up with confidence for your kids when you're doing a movement activity, then it's going to make them have confidence. And I know this is this is easier said than done. And I know it's anything that's out of your comfort zone takes time to just feel comfortable. I mean, think about everything in your life that you've ever felt comfortable um, doing. Did it happen right away? Of course not. It took time and it took practice and it took you just keep showing up and doing it. So I just felt like I needed to say that because from talking to parents before, and I've mentioned bringing movement in the home. You should see the looks I get. And I'm sure you're giving me a look over this podcast right now too. They're like, you want me to what? <laughs> so I wanted to say that before I even started talking about movement at all. So like I said, in episode 15, I mentioned doing movement as a way to bring music in your home. But I just kind of glanced over it quickly because I was presenting a lot of different ideas. And a lot of those ideas in that episode, I am going to break down into further episodes. So the first way to do movement, and this is something I've already mentioned, but is freeze dance. This is a fun game for actually any age, any age level. So whether it's the tiniest of two-year-olds to 18-year-olds, okay? 
it's exactly what it sounds like. You play music. When you stop it, they freeze. When you play the music again, they move. When you stop it again, they freeze. But there are some ways to put a twist on this activity as well. So first way is simply like I, like I said, like it sounds. You play music, the kids freeze, and there's a couple ways you can go about this. If they move when they're supposed to be frozen, then they're out. And if you have more than one child in your household, then you keep kind of going through this activity until there's a winner. If you only have one child at your home, then you can still play it where they're out and then they're going to try their best to keep freezing the next time around, okay? So it's totally up to you how you want to do it. Or you could even have like a battle between you and your child, like who's going to freeze the best? I don't know. So make it your own. You know your household better than anyone, so make it your own. So that's the first way is to, when you freeze, um, when the kiddos have to freeze, they're out if they move. Or you can have it where no one's out, but they just try to freeze. The other way to play this game, um, I've done this so many different ways, is let's say you're doing it during, uh, I'm just going to say December, and think about what goes on in the month of December. And I know everyone listening to this, you may celebrate several different holidays. So we're going to use a ton of different examples here. So um, think about what what all is encompassing in the month of December. You have Christmas trees, snowmen, um, snow, Santa angel, um, presents, stockings, I'm trying to think what else, dreidel, um, uh, Christmas lights. So anything else, and of course now I can't think of any other examples, but anything else you can think of in the month of December for winter, that winter month, then those are ideas that you can just jot down real quick. And this can go with any holiday, any month, or any Thing. And what I mean by anything is think of a theme where, for example, if your theme is animals, then you will call out when it's time for the kiddos to freeze, any animal for them to freeze like. And this is perfect for the younger kids that love this. So like one time you stop a song and maybe you're playing a song about animals. And then when you stop the music and they freeze, if you say lion, they freeze like a lion. And what's cool is you don't give them a lot of like... um, don't give them a lot of instructions because I love to see their imagination come alive and to see how many ideas they can come up with. It's so funny. Some lions will be still standing standing up straight. Some will be on the ground on all fours. Some lions will be sitting down. Some lions will stand on their head. You'll see all kinds of crazy stuff happening. But it's so cool because you'll see kids' imaginations come to life where you're not giving instructions and you're like, wow, I would have never thought of freezing like a lion like that. So so anyways, pick any theme, holiday, month. So what I mean by month is, you know, if it's a summer month, name things that happen in the summer. So if you say something like freeze like the sun, same thing. You'll see some that are like waving their face like they're hot, some pretending they're swimming, some standing like the actual sun with their hands above their head, things like that. So pick a theme, the kids freeze like what you say to freeze like, and make it fun. You can do freeze dance with slow or fast songs or find songs based on different themes, like I just said, animals, summer, winter, whatever. The next movement activity um, I did mention, like I said, in episode 15 was movement with scarves. Now, movement with scarves, you can use scarves, you can use socks, you can use Kleenex, kiddos can grab a shirt from their room, they can use 
literally anything that they can wave in the air. And when it comes to moving with scarves, usually using a soft song, a slower song is great for this activity because kids can do some creative movement activities without um, worrying about having to move real fast. So what you do is find a song. Maybe you just pick some songs um, by the classical composers. Yes, of course, they write fast songs, but just do some research. Go to Google and type in uh, slow songs for kids, and you'll find so many examples. Go to Pandora. Go to Spotify. Make yourself a list of some songs that you can easily have available, which you might already have some in mind that you're already using with your kids today, right? So when you play a song, the kids have their scarf or whatever else they're holding in their hand, and give them just some guidelines. So there's two ways I like to do movement with kids in scarves. One is, and I, I call it the bubble. So they stand in their bubble. And what that means is when they're in their bubble, it's stationary. They can't move outside of their imaginary bubble. They can walk in a circle in their bubble, walk side to side, up and down, but they can't walk around the room. Their bubble is stationary, but there is also a non-stationary bubble or a moving bubble that gets to walk around the room. So you can give them different guidelines based on that. So if they're doing their stationary bubble, what they'll do with their scarf as the music's playing is... um, And by the way, I forgot to mention this. When you're looking for songs, play songs without words is what I I should have said. Because when you're playing songs without words, the kiddos aren't getting distracted by the words of the song. And they are just honestly moving to the instruments they're hearing, to the actual music itself. And it's so neat seeing the creative movement they come up with. Um, A lot of times you'll hear in a song, if it goes higher, then their bodies just immediately move higher without you telling them to or lower. And they're feeling the music and they're learning how to do that. So anyways, that's what I wanted to say about that. So let's go back to the bubbles. If the bubble is stationary, what they're doing is they're just moving in place. So they um, tell them that their scarf is a paintbrush. The paintbrush can paint high in the air. They can stand on their tippy toes and paint as high as they can. Um, You can tell them that they're painting on a canvas or a, a picture and their paintbrush is painting beautiful colors on here as they're listening to music and they need to paint high or low. Like I said, side to side, they can paint diagonal, they can paint vertical stripes or horizontal stripes, they can paint circles, any kind of shape. Um, Then you can also tell them, then when their bubble is able to start moving around the room, they can go color in other people's bubbles with their paintbrush. But the scarf does not have to just be used as a, a paintbrush. You can also tell them that um, they can, okay, so when we're moving past the art part of it, now, now the, the paintbrush, I'm sorry, I just said paintbrush, even though I said I wasn't going to, sorry, the scarf can be used to do other things. So then give them some movement activities to do with it. So as they're just waving, maybe they're holding their scarf in place and then tell them wave it side to side. And as they're doing that, they keep doing that until you change the action word. And they have to move to the way the music sounds. If it's slow, they got to move their scarf slowly. Then say, I want you to toss it in the air and then catch it. Then they have to um, touch it on their shoulder to the steady beat. The next thing they need to do is wipe it on their leg. 
back and forth to the steady beat. Do you see what I'm saying? They need to keep doing separate things over and over until you change up the movement um, word. So that is movement with scarves. That is a great movement activity to do with kids. And then you're going to have movement activities that are, of course, learning dances. There are a couple things with this. If you do any kind of folk dances with your kids, then there are tons of dances that go along with it. One that comes to mind is Alabama Gal. It just goes, come through in a hurry, come through in a hurry, come through in a hurry, Alabama gal. And then it keeps going and going and going. And if you honestly just look up Alabama gal, you'll find some YouTube videos. In fact, I will include a YouTube video in the show notes. And basically, the kids go, uh, they have a partner. And so this will obviously depend on if you have more than one child. But listen, if you have one child, you just be their partner and you guys can just learn this dance together, just the two of you. So there's the folk dance will have so many different movements that you're doing. And yeah, so that is one is just a folk dance that you can learn with your child or they can learn with other kids. Another one is any songs, which I will have another episode coming out about this, but any song from other cultures or countries they maybe each month you're having a different culture of the month as you're going throughout the school year and in your homeschool if you are having different months you're focusing on you know when it comes to social studies or you're reading books from that culture then do that so like let's say you're focusing on i don't know Mexico, then you're going to find some songs from Mexico. And there is a free PDF that you can download that I have songs from around the world in it. And it is subscribe.thedomesticmusician.com forward slash homeschool music education starter guide. And I know that's a lot to remember. So honestly, if you just go to my show notes, you'll see the link in there. But in that PDF, like I said, there is a whole list of songs from around the world. And when it comes to learning songs from around the world, you basically play a song, have kiddos learn the song. You can do any of these ideas I'm going to mention in a minute. But you play the song, have the kiddos learn the English. And if it's a song from another country, that language of the song, then learn, listen to the way the song sounds, show them dances from that culture. Um, You can read a story from that culture. And we're going to have a whole episode about that. But today we're focusing on movement. So if it's Mexico, and they are focusing on a movement activity, then maybe find a YouTube video showing your kids how the movement goes, or why do they move the way they do? Or why is this culture, culture's dance? like that what why are they, why do they enjoy this kind of movement then your kids can start learning movement from that particular culture and then in um the last movement activity i want to talk about it's just body percussion body percussion is movement it is basically like i said clapping stomping patting your legs marching snapping jumping shoulders Any way that your body can learn music and make music, sorry, is what I meant. Any way that their body can make music. So if they're stepping in place, now you're going to say, now can you clap a separate rhythm while you're stomping the steady beat? Okay, now you keep doing that. And child number two, I want you to snap. 
Child number three, I want you to pat and keep going. You can add so many different body percussion activities on as they are learning music. And body percussion is a fantastic way for your kids to learn music and do movement with music. And if you're unfamiliar with what body percussion is, like I said, it is literally just your body's way of making music and by using your body. And it's it can eventually sound like instruments the way it's put together. If you've ever seen the group, um, Blue Man Group or the Stomp production, they're using they're using more than their bodies. They're using brooms and buckets and all kinds of stuff. But as you notice, they're not using any instruments. They're literally just using their feet, hands, body, legs, head to make music with the way their body sounds. I mean, because you know, the way you pat your leg is going to sound different than snapping. It's going to sound different than clapping. It's going to sound different than stomping. So kids using their bodies to make different body percussion is going to make movement and and they're going to be creating different movement and have them be creative with it. Give them stipulations. Say, hey, you can snap and clap. And now I want you to create some body percussion by just using those two things. And then they will snap and clap. You'll be amazed at what they come up with. And so give them some rules around it, of course, but this is a great way to do movement. So I hope this episode has been valuable to you. And if you want to explore it further, like I said, download that PDF, look in the show notes for the link, and I cannot wait to come back on here with more episodes. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to the Learn Music Together podcast. Together, it is my goal that you and I can help your child learn music, whether it's in your home, in a group setting, or in private lessons. I would so appreciate you leaving a review for this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com, where you'll see the latest blog post and other resources to help you out and courses. I hope that you keep showing up and listening to this podcast and getting ideas to help your child learn music, and we're going to help them reach their full musical potential together.